0: Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast.
1: So glad you tuned in again today, and uh, Pastor Andrew and I are going to have a lot of fun because uh, the world of uh, the left is absolutely exploding right now and having a meltdown. And uh, we like to highlight some of that, and have a little fun with it, and uh, expose some of the Christian uh, roots in uh, in why the demise is happening. And uh, you know, one of the things I love about truth is that truth is coherent; it holds together. Falsehood and lies always blow apart. And when you find something just crumbling, or you know, uh, right before your eyes, or, or having a massive meltdown, yeah. it's probably a sign that it's not you know rooted in truth. Um, and something's being exposed and it's all falling apart. But a lot has happened since we were last together. Um, I think we were talking about, uh, first of all, this is interesting, we were talking about what was going on with Disney last time we were together. Wow, what a change has happened there. Yeah. And I'm so excited about what the, what the Florida legislature did to basically tell a private corporation that was getting incredible tax benefits from the state and from the people of Florida to uh, keep their nose out of the people's business. I mean, it was a strong rebuke. Um, and I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, but that that special little cherry-pick, you know, uh, carve-out that yeah. they had is gone, and it's costing them several hundred million dollars a year. Uh, I think there's some tax issues with it. Um but I think the biggest damage
0: is their market share. I heard from some source, again, I haven't been following super carefully, they have lost billions of yep. market share prices because of that leaked video from the higher, higher yeah, ups that yep. talks about how they basically are intentionally trying to grow markets. kids. Yep. And for those who's been watching Disney with a, care for our eyes, and not just be like, oh, Disney. I'm going to let my kids watch it. You realize they've been injecting all kind of information for... It's for, years. A, for For decades, they've been injecting those type of information. Disney oversees ESPN, which is, has leaned hard left in years. Yeah. Uh, the years. The the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Star Wars. So, I mean, all that stuff. I mean, Disney owns so many things. Yep. And and for them to lose that little, that little cap evaluation is crazy because they have leaned so much to the left that, that,
1: that people just have rejected There's there's a a phrase now going around conservative circles woke is broke uh, because we're seeing that on a lot of different fronts. People are sick and tired of corporate America piling on with this radical leftist agenda and trying to shove their values down our throat. You know, I don't want uh, if I'm going out buying a car or I'm going out, you know, getting tires or, or purchasing gasoline. I don't want a political message attached to the product. I just want to buy the product, sell me the product, and quit trying to push your values down my throat. Yeah, Um, I want to get preached at, and and, and who are you to preach at me? But but this is interesting, because
0: in many ways, they're more intellectually honest, because marketing by itself is preaching. So you know, so I don't think people understand the power of that. It, yep. it is that the narrative storytelling? You know, they're I think they're injecting uh, homosexual elements into uh, Buzz Lightyear in Disney. Earth. So I, I heard something like that. Yep. And and just just I mean they've been injecting stuff throughout the years and stuff like that. But but it's just more and more hardcore now. It's more and more in people's face. And and this whole thing about the groom has exposed. I mean, I heard Ben Shapiro says what Disney has done is turn one of the largest voting bloc which is parents oh, yeah. against them and that's not a wise political move because it's one thing that tick get someone out to vote
1: and get someone upset is protect their kids well think about it. you're you're a father I'm a father I, I can't think of anything um more Irritating. It would cause me to have a, a strong emotional response. And I know that somebody's trying to harm my children, or somebody's intentionally trying to undermine the values I'm instilling in my children, or that some institution, whether it's uh, schools or universities or the media, actually thinks they have the authority to uh, tell my kids that you know their their view of reality is better than than what we're trying to teach them, and then act- actively go after them, grooming them. Uh, and in some cases, actually pushing them into, you know, gender uh, changes and all this kind of stuff underneath the parents or behind the parents back. You know, that's just oh, I mean, it, 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 parents are rightfully livid and, and, uh, and basically saying we want our kids back. And I think they've sent a strong message to public education, whether it again it's at the high school level or or the uh, university level that, you know what, these kids, these kids don't belong to you. They're our children. And, uh, and we care about what's being done. Yeah, education has, this, I mean, I think in Florida, they got rid of like all these math textbooks
0: because they have CRT contents, critical race theory content, which I'm just like, how do you even inject CRT into
1: math yeah, books? Two plus two is four for all of us, yeah, but, but somehow it, but that it becomes They got
0: injected, which is interesting. But then, then you want to talk about Disney. How about Netflix losing, what, what is that, two, three hundred thousand subscribers and projected to lose another two million subscribers. Yep. And, and again, losing billions of dollars in cap value. Because of, no, I think they blame on Russia, they blame on Putin. But we all know the real reason is because the content they're putting out, out there has leaned far left. Yeah. And most people are just like, this is not number one, you're putting agenda over content. I'm here to watch a good story. I'm not here to watch you preach your message yeah. agenda,
1: you know? And, and that's not the purpose of this. And people unsubscribe. Well, we saw this, people, especially in the sports world, they're fed up too. Uh, you, when you want to watch the NCAA basketball tournament, you yeah. don't want to be inundated with a bunch of leftist ideology pushing some type of uh, equity message that's yeah. rooted, again, not in a Christian worldview, but in some kind of leftist worldview. Anyway, you just people get sick and tired of it. I talk to people all the time. I, I used to watch... Uh, the NBA don't watch it anymore. Used to watch the NFL, don't watch it anymore. I mean, they, no, they're just not—they're just not wasting their time with watching things that insult their their beliefs and values. Well, I think mean, even you no, know, as pastors, you know, as people who want to share the good news and gospel, we
0: understand that because I, my neighbors don't want me. Every time they see me, they, I'm preaching at them. I'm, I'm moralizing them. You know, like eventually, like, when they see me run out, they're gonna hide in their house. Yeah. You know, we got to listen to the Holy Spirit. We got to watch start timing. We got to look for open doors, love you know, people. love people where they're at instead of just always jamming. It's so interesting because we used to be accused of like throwing the Bible at you. Now they're, <laughs> they're doing down the other extreme. Nobody likes that. No one yeah. wants to be a project.
1: No one wants to be seen as a, you know. But what I love about a free market is that a truly free market, people have the opportunity to make choices. Yeah. If you don't like what Disney's putting out. You don't have to go to Disney. Yep. And and the market uh, will show you where the appetite or where the demand is. And, and if people aren't demanding what you're putting out, you're gonna go out of business. And that's the beauty of it, which kind of leads us to another topic because we were talking a couple weeks ago about the prospect that Elon Musk was gonna actually buy Twitter and everybody was going, oh my goodness, it was like the end of the world for the left, you know, what's gonna happen? Um, but basically, <clears throat> excuse me, Basically, what we were hoping for was simply a return to a free market of ideas where nobody's being shadow banned, no one's being canceled, no one's being kicked off of the platform simply for sharing ideas that might not be popular. And it happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did it finalize the I mean, Did you finalize it? It's yesterday?
1: finalized. I was, I, was, I was all over the, the, the news last night, um, and I love what Elon Musk says there. He says, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter. Because that is what free speech means, and I, and I love his heart there. That is exactly what free speech means: uh, is that we have a place to freely interchange ideas, and and uh, that's all he's wanting to do is restore that. And I saw a lot of people posting that they hope he will he will reveal the logarithms and all those kinds of things that have been used to silence, you know, us, yeah. silence Christians, silence conservatives. I came across an interesting piece of data here um uh, from one of the the twitter posters he says i fear elon musk could undermine the ideological diversity equity and inclusion at twitter which currently maintains a careful balance of 98.7% for one side and of course that side is this was a comparison between um, democrats and republicans yeah, he's been sarcastic yeah he's being sarcastic so so what he's saying is when you look at what's being put out on on twitter it is biased to the point of 98.7 percent all on one side which is uh which is democratic and leftist in its orientation so you know that's the joke of all this is everybody that's worried about somehow twitter taking over the world influencing elections it's like folks that's already being done by Twitter right now. Uh, Elon Musk is going to have an opportunity to bring some some uh, a fair playing field, a balanced playing field. Yeah, and it's so funny because the typical what traditional liberal idea is free speech, right? Yeah, open yeah.
0: ideas and so forth. What happened and, to that? And and, and and you know, and and our our argument has been like, yeah, we want open free speech, but there's some real vile pornogra- pornographic stuff like that, like that's not har- uh, helpful for kids, harmful for kids. We want to so that's been like so traditional conservative with a censor type. Well, free speech right?
1: doesn't mean you're, you're able to, you know, promote all kinds of perversion. That's, that's actually the liberal version of that free was a, speech. Right, that's the traditional argument right. back like years pornography ago now. was right. not protected but, speech. But now
0: or... it's like gone all the way to the extreme in which we conservatives are like the big advocates of free speech. I mean, look how the world has changed <laughs> because we're just saying, saying stuff like, hey, you know, no, we shouldn't be uh, putting vaccine mandate. Well, that's like... That's on par with disinformation, and and, yeah. and that's like that's like as bad as pornography. Or no, they're they're okay with pornography, but you even talk about the vaccine that you need to be banned. I mean, just well, think the world is this, this, so this
1: whole, this whole motif of disinformation, right? Who anybody that that looks at information, period. You and I, based on our worldview, will be able to say whether we believe that's true or false. And of course, our standard is is the Word of God. All right, but if you throw God out, then what is your standard? You don't have a standard other than what you think or what your tribe thinks. And so for, for, for all these folks trying to protect democracy, right? Protect the, the, the free world because they're going to re- remove disinformation. I mean, this is exactly the nineteen eighty-four, you know, dystopian novel yeah. by George Orwell. It's, it's happening right yeah. in our in our midst. I mean, you have an elite group of, of people, globalists who have their vision for the future who are dictating what is what is misinformation and what is true information. And, and that group determines what we all get to digest. I mean, this is mind control and thought control. Let, the, let
0: the data out for everyone to see. Eventually, I believe in general, I believe this, that as you, everyone has free information to show the data, the information. People can eventually, truth will come out as truth. It's it's, it's interesting, because I saw a t-shirt that says, I need more conspiracies, because all the conspiracies I believe in (laughs) are come true. I'm already (laughs) conspiracies, right? I mean, I thought it was interesting, (laughs) because disinformation was Trump was spied on. Now it's been proven, Durham has proven true. Uh, That the Russian collusion was just completely, I mean, everything, all these things that Trump said, that was like, oh my, what, that guy's so evil, he's making, he's crazy, making these crazy conspiracy theories, has come true. And, and so so again, like what was once like these, like you can't even talk about, right. obviously well, lie, now and, and, has subtly be like New York Times, like well actually the laptop was true, you know? Exactly. The, the laptop is true. And
1: what I love is as soon as everybody in Twitter world found out that Elon Musk was now the sheriff, they all started saying things that, on purpose, like all those little code phrases that we can no longer say, like the election was rigged. Up, oh, you're off Twitter. Yeah, ivermectin is actually a good, help, yeah, uh, helpful. Up, help. oh, you're off Twitter. Right. I mean, all this was disinformation. <laughs> And, uh, and what's funny is now you see everybody saying all the little one-liners that used to get them in trouble. It's almost like when kids are told, you can't say that, you can't yeah. say that. And all of a sudden the parents go, and then they say, you know, poop, poop, poop. Because <laughs> <laughs> they would have been spanked before for saying it. Now we got all these conservatives who are saying things that previously would have gotten them banned, you know, or warned. Yeah. So it, it's kind of hilarious. I, I like this, the thing about it, you were just talking about this. The suspension of the Babylon Bee may turn out to be the most expensive act of censorship in history. Yeah. Now, I didn't realize you were sharing a little bit about the yeah, connection Babylon Bee, for those who don't know, is yeah. like a very, as far as I'm aware, very Christian,
0: very like, they're not just like a, a mainstream conservative, like the Daily Wire, or Ben Shapiro. They are very Christian from my perspective. Right. They hosted like a- It's a satire site. Satire so they site. They make, fun. they make fun of everything, but their views are very, very traditional Christian Conservative, like, aligns with me very much. I, I didn't know how, you know, you got different conservative sides, but they interview like creation scientists, sure. you know, which again will be mocked by mainstream media. Now, apparently, Elon Musk, I, I read a report that Elon Musk, after Babylon B, was thrown off Twitter by the post saying <laughs> that right. our HHS secretary, who's a transgender, let me get this correct, is a man who's transgendered to be a woman, okay? Yes. So after uh, somebody declare uh, someone woman, of he the was year, woman of the year for uh, the for the times or something like that. Um, I think Babylon B declared him man of the earth, man of the year. Uh, A man becomes woman, woman of the year, yeah, or something. something like, that, whatever. So they got I don't remember all that. I can't keep track of all the different <laughs> genders. Um, but but he but Babylon B got bam on Twitter. Apparently Elon Musk reached out to Babylon B. Then there was actually an interview between Babylon Bee and Elon Musk. I don't know that happened before, after the ban, but I was so interested that Elon Musk, which you know he's yeah he's, he's not a, he's not like a Christian right, or right. I don't even know how conservative he really is. I mean he likes free speech, which again is traditionally a liberal value. Right. Um, but he reached out to to uh, Babylon Bee and he he had a really interesting interview with them. Uh, I saw that on YouTube, which I was like, wow. To me, those do mix. Elon Musk and Babylon B. Yeah. So that was very yeah,
1: interesting. He's defending them. And yeah. here's Stephen Miller uh, who says this. If the key to achieving your agenda is silencing your critics, censoring your opponents, and banishing all dissenters from the public discourse, then your ideas are wrong and you are a fascist um pretty good good truth right there if you have to resort to silencing anybody who has a different Wait, so different we're not the opinion. fascists cuz yeah. i think there's an antifa anti-fascist who likes to you yeah, know they, like, yeah.
0: they're, I, they're, i'm so confused beyond. who's the fascist these days and fascist like means anything to anybody these days
1: you know absolutely yeah um, here the party that says men can get pregnant wants to control misinformation on the internet. You know, that, that highlights again. Now, I, I, it's a little crude, but you all must tweet it out. Yeah. Did you see that
0: tweet of Bill Gates? And the, it, I don't, I'm not even going quote the tweet. It's a little crude. But <laughs> that was, I haven't laughed that hard. It's, I guess Apple came out with a new emoji of the pregnant man.
1: Yeah, the pregnant and then man. He
0: he he put the pregnant man next to a picture of Bill Gates. where <laughs> they looked shirt. they looked
1: very similar. Very similar.
0: And <laughs> and the caption was even
1: I'm not going to say it because it's a little crude, but it was. Uh, i like. But, but what it did is it highlights the insanity yeah. and the irrationality of that position. Yeah. I thought this was was funny too. So here's Rob Reiner, who is a a full blown you know. Uh, liberal leftist he says now that elon musk is buying twitter the question for all of us is will he allow a criminal with a capital c who used this platform to lie and spread disinformation and to try to overthrow the u.s government i think he's referring here to donald Donald Trump, trump right to return this is a sitting president of the united states at the time and continue his criminal activity. And if he does, how do we combat it? Talk about leading like leading the straw man argument. Oh, like, yeah. Wait, but here's everything. a response. You gotta listen to the response okay. from John Rich. Calm down, Rob. I'm sure he'll let Hillary stay on. <laughs> 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 uh, this is why Twitter, when it's uncensored, is is very entertaining because it gives people on both sides of the issue yeah, a chance yeah, to better guess what, it.
0: because their report has shown mm-hmm. that it's Hillary Clinton, well, through her campaign, her people—I don't know if she's involved, but I have a guess—but through her campaign, they were spying on the sitting government, oh, and, yeah. they, and they were watching their servers, trying to create the Russian
1: collusion. That's on the Durham report. Yep. So he's absolutely right. Whoever this guy, <laughs> man, John, this is so funny. This, this, I like this all dude. day. I like this with dude, the Hodge twins. An African-American immigrant that manufactures electric cars is now protecting free speech for everyone, and the left is somehow mad. Is he almost African-American? Then? Yeah, he's, he comes from Africa. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. And so anyway, you know, I just, and this is the Hodge twins, again, are African-Americans. Yeah, so they're here. awesome. Uh, uh, it's just funny, but yeah. this is the irrationality. I like here again, Matt Walsh. That's it. I'm out. Deactivating my account today. I can't in good conscience use a platform that's run by an evil billionaire. That's why I'm sticking with Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Standing by my (laughs) principles. Sarcasm is powerful. For <laughs> those
0: who don't know, the, in the scriptures, over and over again, many men of God has used sarcasm. To Elijah a with point. the prophets of Baal was oh, completely... Well, how, about, how about when God spoke to Job? Oh, you must be there when you saw all these <laughs> yes. things happen. God used and then sarcasm he asked him 66 scripture. questions. Yeah, it's like, oh, you are so <laughs> smart. Were you there when when I, when
1: I the earth was created? You must understand. Tell me how it was all done. How so about Carson? when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees? Oh, oh, I understand. D- don't worry. I didn't come for you guys I came only for sick people I'm a physician that came yeah. for sick people but not not for you guys you're not sick you don't have any problems you yeah. Pharisees <laughs> we're having so, too much fun today. Yeah. so anyway uh, it is a good day for free speech and uh, not that Elon Musk is going to solve all the problems of the world but thank God that there's, he's bringing some equity to the playing field uh, well I look at all the situation I look at what's happening I look at what, what's happening with election integrity which there's
0: more movement on that front there's a movie coming out with the uh 3,000, 2,000 mules, 3,000 yeah, or something yeah. like that's coming yeah. out in the theaters, I think yeah. that's way next week. There's issue, Netflix, is, I mean, Disney being exposed, that Zoom call being exposed, things yeah. that being, uh, Twitter,
1: I'm just like, Lord, what, what are you doing in our nation today? Yeah, for any, you know, Marion, my, my wife, Marion, brought out a great point, and she was saying, you know, when you think about it, look at how, uh, again, big government, globalists used the COVID uh, pandemic. To spread all around the globe, uh, a lot of fear and hysteria. I mean, everybody was sing, uh, singing off the same music, reading the same script. Yep. Right? It, it went global. Everybody, everybody had the same messaging, and uh, and we can question again whether or not you know there was some plan behind all that. I question it. <laughs> yeah, and you have the right to question. We we promote free speech. But here, but here's the other thing. She said, if the enemy can use a disease, a, a virus to to make that go global in such a short time mm-hmm. how much more can the holy spirit bring about a global harvest a global global move of god mm-hmm. uh, and accomplish his purposes sometimes we look at the world out there and it seems so dark and it seems so evil and people get all pessimistic especially in the church we start getting yeah. in our end time scenarios getting my bunker the, the antichrist is waiting coming for the, for
0: the rapture we can't do
1: anything yeah. we're powerless right yeah. but think about it i mean if 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 fallen human beings can work to create this global um, script that everybody was bowing down to, and again, in a very short amount of time, how much more can God the Holy Spirit take over planet Earth uh, in 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 a movement, a Holy Ghost movement, to bring healing and restoration, revival, um, in other words, but the point is this: we don't know how all that's going to pan out. I'm not this. I'm not prognosticating here. I'm just saying this: we should never, never doubt the incredible promises of God uh, in the Bible about a a worldwide awakening and harvest before the second coming yeah, look, of Jesus.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, we 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 get nervous, we get scared, we lose hope, and it's over. Yeah, this hope is over, and and we always we, God's always moving. His kingdom's always advancing. His yeah, promise gonna... that the kingdom of God cannot be stopped. The gates of Hades cannot stop it. Yes. And 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 he talks about the church of Jesus Christ. The, the gates of hell cannot stop this Amen. so 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 he's giving us the keys to the kingdom. So we need to advance. So, so all this is saying, God is moving in a powerful way. I want to join forces with what He's doing. And, and when I see these things happening, I, and I see what's happening in our local community, yeah. what God's doing in our church, and through us. It's an exciting to so, You say, time you see the
1: talking heads; they get amplified because they're on the media platforms and all that. And, and then they, if you if you're not careful, you think, wow, they they're speaking for all of us. But they're not. They're a small, little group of people who have a big, uh, a big platform. Look at what's happening as parents are rising up and saying, "We're sick and tired of this nonsense being taught to our kids." You know, all it takes is for people to stand up, and you see this massive pushback. Now it's quiet. It's under the radar uh, because, again, it's not being amplified. Um, but we have a whole lot of people who love the Lord who love America and who want to see an awakening I kind of just the going a little tangent we're going that that yeah. I mean, in
0: that point you know there's a
1: powerful scene from the
0: movie Lord of the Rings well it's the third one Return of the King at the very end actually it's, if you watch the normal movie it's cut out but if you watch the extended version there's a scene there and uh, it's in a book when they were approaching the Black Gates. All they they want to be a distraction so Frodo can destroy the ring for those who watched the movie. Aragorn the King came, and then there was a character who came out called the of Sauron. Mm. And, and all his job was was to discourage them To wow. say, we already have capture, Frodo. We already got the ring. We have got everything done. We have, you are really lost. is to discourage everybody. If you've seen, the, if you watch the, um, you read the book or if you watch the extended version, it was riveting to me. Because th- that was totally not the truth. Actually, the bad guy was this close to losing. Right. But if he was trying to dissuade the good guys to say you have already lost. This is what was interesting. Aragorn, who's who's symbolic of who's the Christ character, one of the Christ characters in the movie. Instead of arguing with him, he took his sword, he cut off his head. <laughs> That's such a powerful scene to me. Uh, yeah. when I, even back then, I read that I was like, "That's what you do when you have those voices come. Yeah. You don't even try to argue it. You come now. I don't, yeah. I don't mean going literally, literally. We're go, talking spiritually. I'm
1: telling you, turn off that TV. Yeah, turn off those voices and take authority voices. over those voices. Yeah. you know, you say that is not true. We are not going to come into agreement with that voice. Yeah. We're going to speak the truth, and we're going to keep our eyes on the Lord. And I love that. You know, we, we always say this. We're, we're not promoting violence against people. We're promoting violence against bad ideas. Yeah. Uh, ideas can kill people and hurt people and damage people. And uh, we have to uh, vigorously fight against
0: those ideas. And the first part, like you said, it's like turn off the TV. Turn off these negative news. Turn off all these negative naysayers. Open yourself to the Word of God, to, to what God's moving to worship. <laughs> turn yourself to to people who are presenting the truth. What's really happening? When I start turning off all these mainstream media and I follow just a few people on you know on on social media just to get some news and the news and, and, and the correct news, my spirit became different. I have okay. more energy. I'm more optimistic. I'm a happier
1: dad. I'm a happier husband. Look, look, look at this. When do people watch the news? Right? They usually watch it at night. It's, you know a lot of people lay in bed. They might have a TV on their wall in their bedroom. They watch the news. It's so full of negativity and again, doom and gloom. Propaganda. Yeah. Propaganda. Uh, COVID death They keep, you know, even CNN has admit that they keep, they're almost wishing for more death so they can just, you know, oh, more yeah. fear, more driven. Because they know that drives up the ratings. Yeah. Uh, it's not driving up their ratings because they're going out of business. But That's another right. bit. CNN plus. We didn't even get in the oh, CNN yeah. plus. So a lot of great things happening uh, in our culture. I just throw another joke yeah, in there. Yeah. And I'm on the roll. Babylon <laughs> B. I couldn't stop. They said,
0: the Pentagon decided to hide this is the sarcasm. This Pentagon decides to hide their nuclear code on CNN Plus because it's the most secure place. <laughs> I <laughs> die watching that. They're good, man. They are good. <laughs> they are good. <laughs> they are good. <laughs> CNN Plus, that's where the Pentagon nuclear codes are. Uh, so, that's the most secure place. No one will ever watch it.
1: <laughs> so here's our point. Don't watch that before you go to bed. Fill your mind with truth. Fill your Fill your heart with worship. Re- meditate on the scripture before you go to bed. Uh, remind yourself of who you are. now yeah, right. watch Babylon Pete laugh a little bit. <laughs> Have some fun. <laughs> Uh, no, what are we talking yeah, about here? <laughs> yeah. No, here what we're talking about. Our, our God reigns, and uh, there's reason Amen. There's reason for joy, and there's reason for God's people to be happy uh, in the midst of all of this. So I think we've run out of time in this podcast. Um, let's just do a, a little wrap-up here. We're going to whet your appetite. You know, I started a series uh, this, this past Sunday called Hosting the Holy Spirit, and um, I guess the whole idea behind this is when you are a host— your focus is on your guests, mm-hmm. and you're wanting to do everything that you possibly can do to make sure that your guest. You know, if you're coming over to my house, I'm, I'm going to want to know. Okay, what does Andrew and his family? What do they enjoy eating? What do they enjoy doing? What kind of environment uh, would make them feel really at ease and welcome? And yeah. what kind of preparation can we put in uh, as the host to make sure that when you guys arrive? Um, you're honored, you're welcomed, you're loved, you're celebrated and at the end of the night you go, man, we had a great time over at the Johnsons, right? Well, p- you know put that on on the, our relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. So inside my heart, inside my life as a believer, I want to create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit feels at home and welcome yeah So what what does that look like, you know, in practical terms and how aware are we really uh, that we are hosts of the third person of the Trinity? You know, I I joked around on Sunday that there are many people in our church that have come from other places where they have a very weak understanding of uh, the Holy Spirit and the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And they've uh, they've kind of come up with a new I was having a little fun with this, but a new Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son and God, the Holy Scriptures. Yeah. And while we love the scriptures and that that is not meant to be a, a slam on the Holy Scriptures, we just we pointed out that the scriptures point us to God and the scriptures were never meant to replace the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. And yet he is absolutely um, overlooked, ignored. Uh, mistreated uh, in in many of our churches. We just simply don't realize that he should be the, the member of the Godhead that we focus on the most because he has been sent for this very season that we're in yeah. in human history to lead us, to guide us, to point us to Christ, to empower us, to, to consecrate us, to make us look <clears> and act like Jesus um, and to empower us for ministry. And a church that is absent of the Holy Spirit uh, is a church that's going to be weak, impotent, irrelevant, um, and a church that's certainly not going to represent Christ on planet Yeah, or. you're going to be struggling against the gates of hell in mm-hmm. that case. And you're going to lose. Yeah, you're going to lose. Absolutely. And so uh, this whole series is really exciting because it's a challenge to think about what it looks like. We're going on two fronts. What it looks like for you and I to host. Mm-hmm the third member of the Trinity inside us, the Holy Spirit, God Almighty living inside of me. And then secondly, when we come together as a church family, now we're talking about the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit, what what should be our focus on Sunday morning? Is it on making all the people feel comfortable by not talking about things that would upset them right. or challenge them? Or, or, or is our focus on creating a seeker-sensitive environment where, where every, we're gonna to try to make everybody feel welcome? Uh, or are we really focusing on creating an environment where the Holy Spirit is welcome? Mm-hmm. And if the Holy Spirit's manifest presence is moving in our midst, He has a way of touching the diverse group of people who have come with all their different needs, all their hurts, all their challenges, uh, all the all the, the the major issues they need to get free from. The Holy Spirit, if if the Holy Spirit is welcome, he is more than capable of speaking and touching each individual person in a very unique way. Yeah. Better than you and I could try to do it by by crafting a right. worship experience every week that's gonna be try to cover the needs of all those <laughs> let people. me do a demographic study. I'm yeah. gonna get the sixty
0: six percent as best we can, you know this yeah. no I, I think you and I have both being ministry for for a while we yeah. recognize that uh, it's so much easier to please one person than please a thousand different people absolutely it's just it's not worth it absolutely. <laughs> you know, and
1: i found this you know as you're really saying lord what, what's on your heart how do we equip your people yeah. uh lord how do we honor you what kind of an environment what kind of an atmosphere uh do we want to cultivate so we know the holy spirit says and i, I joke around about this but but it's a good picture. You know, if the Holy Spirit's asking, where do I want to go to church this Sunday? Obviously, he's not limited to one location because yeah. he's, he's the Holy Spirit. He, yeah. he can go wherever all at the same time. But, but I want him to go, man, I love to hang out with Living Stones Church on Sunday morning because they actually honor me, they welcome me. They create an atmosphere where I'm free to move and where I have liberty in the service. Um, That to me is is our goal. And as we've done that, we've seen the Lord touch people in amazing ways. And I've had people come up to me, I know you've had the same experience when you've preached, They'll say, wow, it was like you were speaking directly to me. Yeah. Now, now, how does that happen? And you say, yes, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're cool, yes, right? You're, no, no, you're like I, have no idea, like, I have no idea what you're going through.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. It's only the Lord that can right. do that. But that's right. because I think we're really trying to honor Him. Same thing in our worship. Right. Um, we're not trying to be so choreographed that we have to follow some script on Sunday morning. We just want to be real and authentic, and we want to love the Lord. We want to worship Jesus, and we want to embrace the holy spirit's uh, free activity and movement in our midst. And I think this
0: really highlights the character of Christ. That I don't I don't think I, I think we all read the verse but we don't really resonate which is I stand at the door and knock. When Jesus says I stand at the door there's a gentleness to the holy spirit. There's a gentle there's, yeah. a, there's a degree of invitation, a free will he wants us to invite him. Yeah. And I don't understand all that because he's the God of the universe. I'm like why do you need an invitation? Everything belongs to you, sure. But he Jesus himself says I stand at the door and knock. Yeah. And, and again, I well, love the, the, idea the, the, the idea of hosting. The idea of hosting is saying, you know, I'm gonna invite you, I'm gonna prepare my house, I'm gonna clean up the, the junk, I'm gonna dust everything, i want to invite you to come and be our welcome
1: guest. And there's something about God that says, I want you guys to have that Absolutely. spirit. Well, what about if I just said to you, uh, hey, you know, sometime, hey, let's get together. And then we never get together, you would, that would be interpreting to you that so you know he's, not really, he's yeah. not really wanting this to happen. Right. Um, how much more with the Holy Spirit? I mean, the Bible talks about knocking, seeking, asking. Yeah. Uh, God is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. him. Yeah. The, the, He's even knocking on the door of our heart. Jesus, it. but guess what? You need to open a door. Right. Uh, so there is a human responsibility, a human side to this. And I guess you hit the nail on the head. I just want us on Sunday to communicate, Lord, we long for you. Yeah. We love you. We yeah. want you. We want to know you. We wanna right. heal to you. We want your presence here. We're desperate for you. You know I think the Lord loves that kind of an attitude that kind of hunger in the hearts of his people and the story of uh, the, the
0: parable of praying, stop pray, don't stop praying, right. the widow who goes to the unjust judge and keep right. badgering it. I mean, what an incredible parable, he's saying, he's comparing himself, well not himself, but he's saying to a evil judge will give her justice because, because he, he, she keeps bothering him, yeah. how much more should you plead to a just judge yeah.
1: and I, I, every time I read that passage I'm just like wow God does not think like how we think. Yeah, God is not He does not our passivity, K Sarah, Sarah, days ago, whatever. We're not fatalists. You know, there's something about intentionally pursuing the Lord because you love him, because you yeah. you want his presence in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's really the, the atmosphere we're trying to cultivate. So we hope you'll bit. check us out online uh, at Lstones.org. You can go to our media page there and you can access uh, these messages—it's um, going to be an exciting series—and we hope it's a lot of uh, a lot of help to you as we're talking about these issues on this podcast. So, again, praise the Lord for free speech. Uh, it's a foundation of liberty and a healthy society. We're grateful for advances there, and don't be discouraged. God is on the move, and uh, and we're seeing a breakthrough on a variety of fronts across our nation. Um, and so stay, stay excited. Also stay Christ-focused because obviously all these things that are happening in the government or in the marketplace, those, these are great things, but we don't put our hope or our trust in these things. Our, our hope is in the Lord. Yeah. And our, our plan book is the scripture, uh, our playbook. So, so let's keep Christ-centered. And, of course, the church is, is Jesus' number one vehicle for accomplishing his agenda. So let's be the church of Jesus Christ Uh, and watch what God does through us. All right, so until next week, have a great week. We'll see you next Thursday.